This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. If you or a loved one need mental health assistance or are experiencing a mental health crisis, call Lifeline 24-7 on 13 11 14. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of FYI All Things Mental Wellness. Our guest this week is a young man who is truly trying to change the world we live in as far as mental wellness is concerned. This young 22-year-old, wise beyond his years, reached out to us about coming on an episode to deliver his message, which for Bernie and I, it was exactly what we were after, as there is no better message than one that truly wants to be told. In his younger years, he chased a basketball dream all the way to Wollongong, which in his own words, failed. However, playing at a national level as a junior and also a part of the Border Bandits squad for a couple of years, that's far from failure. He grew up in Myrtleford and was educated at Scott School in Aubrey. He is the youngest of four children in a very close family network. He's currently studying a Bachelor of Arts majoring in politics and international studies at the University of Melbourne. A sports lover, socialite and a family orientated man. It is with absolute pleasure I welcome Josh Morgan to FYI. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. No worries, Josh. Thanks for coming on, mate. No worries, mate. You're absolute, uh, absolute pleasure. A social, you're a socialite. Well, yeah. What does that mean? Um, just means you get on the fizz with everybody. Or yeah, well, I, I don't, I don't mind a beer, I suppose. But I'm just a normal 22 year old odd bloke on the, yeah. in that regards. But um, yeah. I'm not sure. I just they ask for a description. I'm quite a social, extroverted person. So that's kind of <laughs> a word. I suppose that's a word so that gets posh. thrown around a little bit. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I don't know why I said that. But I don't know. My mates and my family might say it's true or not true. I'm not sure. But <laughs> that's how I describe myself, I suppose. Yeah, good. So, Josh, I guess we might ask the question, you know, in relation to my intro as well. You reached out to us, which we were so chuffed about, um, and in particular your age. That, that that was the sort of demographics that Bernie and I always refer to, the game changers. Your generation's going to change, you know, mental wellness as we know it. So... I'm just going to ask straight away, why did you reach out? Tell us. Well, well for me, it's been a, a real passion of mine for a lot of years, men's mental health particularly. It's been a real, really, yeah, like I said, a really big passion of mine. And my best mate and I have started an initiative called Lockdown Links that started, I was in Melbourne through the through the harshest of the lockdown period. So obviously that was, was a fairly fairly tough period for a lot of people down there. So we started that. But that had been in the works for sort of a year at least, trying to get something going in the mental health space, and we, and we couldn't, we never really could make that leap of faith. And then with lockdown kind of coming along, it just kind of happened. Um, so first of all, to sort of get on and, and spread the message about that, but also, I just think it's really important that um, that you know men particularly speak about these sort of things, and I think it can really change change the stigmatism of mental health, which is a real issue in, in, in society. And, and having listened to a couple of episodes of you guys, that's the main reason I was really inspired um, by some of the local local blokes and their stories I had to tell. And it was really amazing listening to some of the, boy, uh, some of the blokes speak about the mm-hmm. issues that they've had. And I think the more sort of people that we can get 
yeah, the more people, blokes particularly, that we can get speaking about this sort of thing, the better, in, in my opinion. And that's kind of why I reached out. And um, and especially, yeah, being, as you said, my age, I think younger blokes particularly, the, the ball is, is fairly in our court in this. And I think if I can hopefully, I don't know, in, in, if at 22, if I can hit someone in, around my demographic, that, that'd that be perfect. Absolutely. And that's what we target to do. through the- So, Josh, I want to go back one step and go, well, why are you passionate about mental health? You don't just wake up one day and go, oh, I'm passionate about mental health. Something must have triggered your passion. Yeah, yeah. So when I was a, when I was a younger fella, uh, my, my old man really struggled with depression uh, when I was probably... I was pretty young. I was about seven or eight, so I wasn't super aware of what was going on. Um, but I, little signs, and as I've sort of got older and older, I've I've sort of realised the toll that it sort of had on him. But I think he was so open and honest about the whole thing. He put his hand up. He said he, he wasn't right. He had the courage to do that. And then from a really young age, for me, that really normalised the conversations around these issues. So then, when I grew up and became an old, as I grew up and became a, sort of a young man, I suppose it was kind of hard. It was really hard for me to fathom the fact that blokes still, there was still this stigmatism of weakness and there was still this perception of weakness around speaking about how you feel and, and things like that, where for me it had really just been Normal. super normalised because my, my old man, as I said, was just so open and honest and he's been open and honest about his mental health journey with me. As I've got older, he sort of let me in more and more about the struggles of it and what to look out for and stuff like that. And then, you know, a lot of my mates, I, I still think, we're, they're definitely getting a lot better, but there's still a bit of room to grow and there's still a little bit, for, for young blokes particularly, not just isolated to my group of mates, it's all over the place. It's a, it's a societal issue and and that's where it came from really, yeah. And then, um, and then yeah, we're just it's just kind of grown from there and then it's become a real, real, real passion of mine to try and... Because like anything else, mate, we don't, we don't really talk to each other about the deeper things, do we? No. We're happy to talk about footy and basketball and whatever the hell else is going on. And, you know, you talk about other people, but you rarely ever talk about yourself with your mates. Yeah, definitely. So the fact, the fact that your dad was able to, first of all, be self-aware enough to, to share that with you initially when you were younger, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so he's he's got a lot to say about, or, or you know, massive influence, obviously, in, in, in your upbringing and your view on how you then share your emotions with everybody else. Yeah, definitely. He's had a massive impact on, obviously, I suppose, your dad is your first hero in life, I suppose. And and also just even things like today, I mean, I don't, I don't hesitate to, to tell his story on here to a wider audience, and I know that he wouldn't mind one bit that if I'm telling his story and and I did a couple of speeches at school and at college when where I lived last year and it was the same sort of thing before I just checked with him and said are you okay if I and he's he's so open and honest and just happy in his own skin to be able to for me to share that story and it's it's really there's a real trickle effect out of me and yeah I think my ability to express emotions and the way I'm feeling really is, is he's got a massive part to play Testament in that so, to him. yeah very lucky and and Do you know, reckon that's a bit of a therapy Sorry, Nuds. Do you reckon that's a bit of a therapy for him too to be able to share with you? Yeah, I think so. I think I think it really is. I think for to have that sort of father son bond, I'm the only boy in the family, so I think you know we've had some pretty special moments. Usually over a drink or a whiskey, he likes he tries to get me into drinking whiskey. I'm not a big fan of it, but he's slowly getting me onto it. But um, but yeah, yeah, he sort of um, and that's I think massively. I think I, I think it's, and I think where he's at the point now where he can talk about these things pretty very openly and. And that's um, pretty experience. incredible too, like going back, you know, his age, 
bracket would be, again, you know, Bernie, like we say, you know, our generation, we struggled with all of that and and he's in that demographics as well. So going back to when you were a young boy and he was so open and honest with you back then, like that's, that's pretty incredible in itself. You know, here and now and today, yeah, yeah, where there's so much more out there and we are that little bit more open, I understand. But that that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm very grateful. I think I'm I'm there's two parts that I'm very grateful for him for doing it because it opened up a world to me where you where blokes could do that. First of all, which has been massive in my life, and second of all, I'm just so proud of him for doing it mm. because oh, absolutely because it doesn't take long to to find out that a lot of people, a lot of blokes particularly don't do it. So, yeah, I've never really said it to him, but I'm sure he'll listen to this, but I'm very, very proud of him. He'd want um, to be listening yeah, to this. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, very, very proud of him for for actually having the courage to stick his hand up and say, I'm not right here. So Yeah. No, so, Josh, in, in your young, short life, yep. have you seen a change? Have you seen a small, large change from where we were, say, 15 years ago to now? Um, and, and if you have, what sort of changes have you seen? Um, well, it's really hard for me to comment on sort of a 15-year span because I've only really become passionate about it in sort of the last five years to a point where I've really noticed. Um, I think we have. I think there has definitely been really positive changes um, in terms of the isolated incidences of like individuality. Like the individual nature of it is much more open and honest. So we can, you know, there's much less stigmatism around a bloke going to another bloke saying I'm not right. Or there's, you know, there's that sort of that has progressed a long way. And are you okay? Day and things like that are all really helping that. So on that sort of surface level, I think there's been a really good change. But I still think there's a really broad societal issue at play. Um, and I I think about an example. I remember last year. Um, Will Pukowski, the cricketer, uh, he basically pulled out. He was they, he, they were basically tipping him to make his test debut in the Ash. I think it was an Ashes series, and he he pulled out and said, uh, "I'm not right. My mental health's not right," which I think should be applauded and is should be is massively courageous. I mean, for sure, he's on the verge of every probably young Aussie's dream for a while, and he's pulling out of a test test side and people I remember reading the comments on Facebook and essentially it was along the line of well maybe he's too weak to play test cricket and I think when we've still got that going on there's a really deep you know and, and that's just sort of a, a microcosmic reflection of, of probably the broader issue that's at play mm-hmm. but I think we've still got to eliminate that aspect of things where if blokes put their hand up you know and athletes cop a, their fair share of, of or people in the spotlight I suppose they that's do. the fishbowl life that they live but that's good, that, there's a real trickle effect of that and so I think we need to, as a society, we need to get a lot better on that front. But I, I certainly think that the, um, yeah, the actual conversations that are happening every day are starting to improve a lot more. Mm. And there's a lot more of, of this going on. There's a lot more of, of getting into like the, the lockdown link stuff and the Instagram. There's a, you can see that there's a, it's quite a saturated market now, which is, which is a bloody good thing, I think. Mm. So, and that's exactly yeah, what I was going to yeah, say. I yeah. think that change that we're noticing and, and what you're, you're a, clear and and uh, and beacon of an example of that change is that guys in your age group are proactive yeah. about doing something. You've, you and your mate have started Lockdown Link and there's other conversations that are happening and you're happy to come and be part of our conversation. And all of the little conversations that we have are the things that become a cataclysmic change eventually. Yeah. And the reason for that is you can't make people change the way they think. You can't force somebody to come out and talk about their personal um, deepest thoughts 
you, you've got to wait for that to happen and you've really got to pull on threads for such a long time until they're pre- really prepared and comfortable then to have that chat. So, you know, you guys having these chats and, and, and we all having the chats are, are the big things that will then change perhaps the older generation that did have that question about Will and, and others who you looked at, they look at them and, and they, they're not to blame because their society at their time was telling them that that was the case. Yeah. You know, if you can't, hand, you can't handle your life, well, you're piss weak. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, if you, if, and if you're piss weak, don't be part of our world because we're heroes. Yeah. So, you know, we don't want you to cut that out. Well, you know, it's, you, it's us and everybody else talking about things as we go forward. So it'll help them recheck their thoughts as well and relearn a little bit about, hang on a second, he's got serious talent. Yeah. But just right now, he can't harness all of that. Yeah, and absolutely. can't put it into one place. And good on him for putting his hand up. I think I think that's I think that's the shift that needs to happen. It doesn't need to be a, he's pulled out for mental. We almost need to applaud the the courage to say you know he was on the verge of a, a lot of something that a lot of people would dream of, and he's had oh. the courage to stick his hand up and say I'm not right. How so big, how big are his balls to be able to stand yeah. there and go that is my ultimate dream? Yeah, mm. but I'm, I'm gonna have to park that. Yeah, yeah. I and think, again, yeah. and again. You know, his age demographics, but also he's, you know, he's a hero to a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if these guys are doing it and, and normalising it, that, yep. that goes a hell of a long oh, way yeah, as well. Yeah, so, huge. absolutely. And he's made his debut and he's going to be an absolute gun. Yeah, absolutely. And- <laughs> yeah. So, it's good. It's good. Hey, um, so, tell us about Lockdown Links. Yeah, What's my exact name? question. Um, yeah, yeah. So, it's, um, it, it's sort of something that, as I said, has been in the works for for a sort of twelve to I'd say twelve to fourteen months. Um, my best mate Charlie actually deserves a lot of the credit for this. He it's really his baby to be honest, and I've just kind of come along for the ride. But we were planning so Are you, it's a bit like me and Nadia. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, we we were so we as I said we're both quite very passionate about this, and we met at college and and. Um, about sort of six to eight months into college, we just kind of both discovered this passion for this due to some, some different reasons, but all the same didn't really matter. And, and we were kind of planning and we had a few things on the go and we just couldn't really ever figure out how to actually sort of make that jump. Uh, and then lockdown came along and he basically said, come to my room one day and I went over and he, he had the, this thing prepared. And it was essentially just a way for us to keep people connected during the lockdown period. We kind of used that, try to make light of that situation um, as tough as it was. So... Every day on Instagram, we put up a story um, basically saying, you know, encouraging people to check in with someone different every day. So it would be like, no, we're not playing sport at the moment. Check in on a teammate, a coach, an official who you miss, or no one's really working at the moment. Check in on a workmate, see how they're going. You know, a couple of examples. So that would go up every day. And then our feed post, so the stuff that would come up on people's feed was was just general mental health tips and stuff like that. So an Are You OK bot on Facebook that would tell you how to have a conversation with someone who was struggling or just things like that. Um, the last time I cried, we featured that on ours. I don't know if you saw Hamish McLaughlin. Um, it's yep. an AFL player. It was a really good series. Um, just things like that. And and now we're in a really exciting period where we're actually sort of, as we transcend down to that lockdown period where um, we're starting to broaden from just the purely social media aspect of it. And we've been really lucky to have um, a Life Again organisation come and help us out. Um, and Nick Collum from the Life Again organisation, who's basically taken us under his wing, he's been absolutely amazing. Um, he's, he d- used to do something called the Secret Men's Barbecue Business, which was small group and small men's groups, and facil- he would facilitate them. So that's what Charlie and I are moving into. Um, wow. Yeah, we're hoping to do that early this year, small men's groups, and essentially we get trained up on how to facilitate these things, just not giving advice or anything because we've obviously we're not experts. We make that 
abundantly clear that we're not mental health experts. It's essentially just for us, it's just about providing a super safe space for, for blokes to come in and at that young age as well, at our age, where things are really starting to form in your mind and if you can have that courage to speak. So, yeah, just facilitating a really safe and honest space for blokes to come in and chat honestly and openly about how they feel. And so that's really exciting for us going forward and we'd, we'd love to do some talks in some schools and things like that. So that's where we see it going and it's it's really exciting. It's so open-ended for us and we're kind of just making it up as we go and it's super exciting. Um, and, and the response we got was just unbelievable, to be honest, and really reaffirmed to us just how important this actually is mm-hmm. to a lot of people. And mm-hmm. it wasn't, we got a lot of followers and that was great, but we also had in the first, I think, week of getting it going, we had, th- I think it was three or four messages of people, um, you know, two specific examples of people, basically young men uh, messaging us saying, I was struggling, lockdown links came, I've spoken to my family, I'm going to the GP, I'm seeing a counsellor and... Um, Isn't which, it good to have just that information amazing. come back? Oh, it was, yeah. it was a, it, we were absolutely blown away, to be honest, it was... It, it was, yeah, it, it really, you, really you don't do it for You don't do it for the feedback. You don't no, do it no. for the accolades. You don't do it for all of those things as much as Nards and I. Yeah. We talk about, you know, the feedback that we get um, without prompting is, it's humbling. It's yeah. phenomenal. Oh, it's um, so much more important. Lives. It's very easy to like a page and, and follow someone Absolutely, on Insta. Yeah. That's, that's easy. But yeah. when you're getting that direct, yeah. feedback. Um, and a lot of the times, you know, Bernie and I have got feedback from people that we didn't even know or were acquaintances. I mean, that's how you measure the success, yeah. I believe anyway. And yeah, I think it's been, it's been an amazing process to be honest, to really sort of, yeah, to see the, the wide ranging aspect of it. I mean, we, we, we have people messaging us saying, do you know this person? And we go, no. And they say, oh, they just shared your, your, your post or your story onto their story on Instagram. And and so it was just, it's been an amazing experience to be honest. And it's, it's been awesome to just be a part of it and it's still growing and, and which is just super, super exciting for us. And mm. yeah. social media has got two sides, doesn't it, mate? Yeah. You absolutely. know, you can sit there and go, it, you know, it's certainly super powerful for people when I was share the platforms that we both have. Yep. Um, but the catalyst for what you're doing is social media. So the isolation that social media allows people to have yeah. Um, you know, you can you can sit and think you're communicating with the whole world, but you're not because you haven't got out of your house. Yeah, yeah. For the, so the platforms and the barbecues and the and the meeting groups and things that you're putting together allow people then to move out into that into that safe space, as you call it. And it's 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 possibly the best thing that you can do from that from that point of view. That if less social gatherings are happening because people can happily communicate via social media and they don't need to go out. For you to have a physical place for people to be able to go and share, not even particularly go and open their hearts to people, but as as a, just a, a gathering place, that's, yeah. a, that's the first step. Yeah, that was really the the whole idea behind it. And Charlie and I went to a um, uh, something similar in the summer Tomorrow Man, I don't know if you guys have heard of that organisation. but What was that? Sorry, John. Um, Tomorrow Man was the organisation and we went to one of their programs in Melbourne and it was a similar sort of thing. It wasn't it wasn't really blokes sitting up there, as you said, pouring their hearts out. It was just an amazing – it was an amazing thing to be a part of and it really inspired us. Um, so, that yeah, that's the way forward for us and it's a, it's a really exciting – hopefully a few months ahead. So, yeah, really exciting and, yeah. So. Is, is Tomorrow Man a, uh, an organisation that teaches men how to be men? Yep. Yep. It's, it's like essentially that. about 
masculinity in, 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 in this day and age and what we like about it and what we don't like about it and what we can change. And it's a really broad, but it's an amazing thing. And I would and how recommend to be socially it. responsible and how to conduct yourself in a, in a proper way. And yeah. Yeah. Not be- yeah. Uh, it was, all, and it was also a lot about, you know, holding space for your mates when they're telling you things. And there's a lot, a little, lot, a little, lot of little things I picked up from, from their program, which was really amazing to be honest. And I, and I think yeah. that's part of the conversation that we're having, isn't it, Nadia, that you can share things with us that we know nothing about yeah, and vice yeah. versa. I mean, the whole idea of this medium is that we're sharing tips and tricks for people to be well. Yeah. And if that means that somebody can pick up on that and go, oh, I'm going to have a listen to that, and they pick up some great benefits to their own selves, yeah. then that's that's awesome. That's what we're here to no, do. No, definitely. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's a job done, isn't it, really? Yeah. So, Josh, tell us about your mental health journey. You know, do you have yeah. a journey yourself and, and yeah. how have you worked on your own mental well-being? Well, to be honest, I've been extremely fortunate. I've had a very blessed life. I've been very, very lucky, but um, I've obviously had moments of, of time. Everyone has moments. Um, last year, particularly, I, uh, I, I lost a, a very close schoolmate of mine, uh, which was tough. Um, and I was in the, the complete... Uh, midst of lockdown in Melbourne, so I couldn't actually get home. Mum and I, and Mum, Dad, and I decided that it was the safest thing and the right thing for me to do was to actually stay in Melbourne, uh, where I was, um, and not come back. And I remember the day that it, it happened, and my, one of my best mates called me, and all my mates from school were in Albury at the time, just by luckily by chance, which is pretty rare these days. And they all, I remember, they all gathered together and were having beers, and 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 it was a really weird. Uh, it was an extremely weird period for me. Sorry, I'm digressing a little bit, but um, it was a really weird m- mix of emotions because part of me was so comforted by the fact that they were all together and that, you know, the, some of the blokes that I care most about in the world were with the other blokes that I care most about in the world. But the other part of me really, really, really struggled to not be there and it was a really weird feeling. And then I think in the preceding weeks from there, um, I could kind of feel things starting to change for me a little bit. I really struggled. Um and it was obviously uh, like exacerbated by the whole lockdown stuff. But um, I, as I said in the, in the opener of it, I'm a quite a social person, socialite, you might say. And I started to feel some really fundamental things about me change in the sense that I didn't want to be. And I was living in a college at the time, Queens, uh, Queens in Melbourne. And um, so you're or even in the peak of lockdown, you're always surrounded by human interaction. And I didn't want to be, I didn't want to sit in a room with my mates and watch a footy. I didn't want to have a few quiet drinks in a common room. I, I was just so just so happy to see, I would probably go in there for five minutes and I would leave. And I, yeah, I, when I was there, I wasn't present. I didn't feel like I was really speaking to anyone. It was just a very weird, strange, isolated period. And people were absolutely amazing around me. I had an amazing support network, but it didn't matter. And then and then it all kind of culminated in, in, I was going for a run around Prinny Park and, um, I was for the first time in a few weeks. I felt awesome, and I remember. I remember distinctly thinking to myself, "How good is this?" For finally feel alright, um, and then, and then I started, and then I felt tears welling my eyes, and then within the space of ten seconds, I went from, "Oh gee, how good is this?" Endorphins flying around, feeling good finally, to yeah, full blown crying, running around Prinny Park, and very strangely, the first thing that went through my head, when you live on at a college in Melbourne, it's kind of in a U-shape all around the same road. And I always liken Princess Park to when I go home to Myrtleford and I work down, walk down the main street, you just know everyone. So my first thought was, oh shit, I'm 
boy Mars out here and I'm, how many people am I about to run into? So I, I ducked into the middle of Pretty Park and sat on a park bench and just sort of had a bit of a cry for 15 minutes. And and then as I walked back to, to college, I kind of, that in my mind, I kind of went, right, this is, it's time to practice what you preach. And I booked a Headspace appointment straight away. Uh, and then was in there that week, was on Zoom, obviously, which which is a bit weird because you don't you're always apprehensive about talking to a stranger and I genuinely sympathize when when blokes when when people generally don't want to maybe don't want to speak to a counselor because it is a stranger and it's it's a very daunting experience and I'm someone who's fully telling people to go and do this and even I felt it a bit daunting and then uh, and the first question she asked me I was expecting she basically just said just tell me about you mate and um yeah it was um it was it was pretty yeah Sorry. That's right, mate. Yeah. When you've got to when you've got to remember a friend and, and, and you're in that space where you haven't been able to grieve properly in the first instance, it is difficult to to find that spot to then to be able to share it, isn't it? Yeah. Where where do you start? Someone says, yeah. you know, tell me about your friend and, and you've you've not properly grieved for that no. friend, which was that was pretty obvious. Yeah, it was um it was a it was a very nice way to start it, but it was also quite difficult. And just being able to talk about him was was a lovely thing, and then, and then yeah, so that sort of broke the broke the sort of the ice, I suppose. And then it just ended up being the hour kind of flew by, and it was really strange. I mean, you always hear the metaphor of when people start talking about these things that the weight comes off their shoulders. But honestly, as I spoke about this, and as I as we got further and further into it, and I talked about how I wasn't sleeping all that well, and it just it literally felt like I had that the two backpacks of bricks sitting on my shoulders were just kind of slowly alleviating off me and I was just kind of just becoming this much more weightless person and and I'm not saying that I spoke to this person and then I walked out of the room and bang I was back to back to being completely my normal self but it was just that process and then I had a couple of other meetings and in the weeks that followed that I started to get I started to sort of regain those fundamental things about myself that that I hold pretty important you know being around people I was able you know I loved going into watching the game of footy with my group of mates and I started being around groups of people again and socialising and it started to get back to that point. So that's probably the biggest, to go back to your original question, that's probably the biggest mental health uh, obstacle I've had to tackle and I and I would fully say I wasn't in a very good spot for probably a month, five weeks. But I went to Headspace and again, I would just fully encourage anyone who's struggling just to, to go and talk to someone. You know, it doesn't have to be a mate, can be a professional because that was it was a very very rewarding experience and something i now in hindsight can absolutely say with confidence that i definitely needed at that point oh, and that's yeah. the key as well with the yeah. message that that both you and charlie are delivering and yeah. not knowing charlie but obviously yourself yeah it is you you've you you can certainly say that you know, first-hand experience. And like you said, you're not always going to walk out of your first session, your second session, your 10th session, yeah. and, and, and you know, everything is back to your normal, but it's the process as well, yeah, isn't it? definitely. And and taps off to you for, for speaking about it and, and obviously practising what you preach because sometimes a lot of us are good at, at giving advice yeah. in, in any aspect, but, you know. Yeah, I thought it would just be a little bit hypocritical of me to be sort of struggling along through this thing and having alongside this Instagram and social media and having done speeches, telling people to speak up to then not do Absolutely. what I was telling other people to do. Yeah. And, and I'm very glad I did because it, it really helped me a lot. I think that sharing of that experience shows people that 
it doesn't matter how bulletproof you think you are. Yeah. You aren't. Yeah. You know, we 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 all try to, to have a, not a facade, but we all try to do our very best so that, you know, we can push on at all costs. I think the biggest thing that I've just taken from what you said then was it's, it's to share with a mate or to share with a stranger. Sometimes a stranger is easier because yeah. the judgment that might come from a mate um, necessarily won't be there. Yeah. As close as a mate, and I've got some incredibly fantastic friends, but sometimes when you go to talk to them, you don't want them to to view you in a different light, <clears throat> yeah. no matter what. And, and they won't. I mean, your mates are your mates and they will always – you know, blokes don't use this word, but but your mates will always love and care for you no matter what, in their own special way, of course. But we often look at our friends and, and don't want to share with them because of that, that one thing in the background that, oh, what if they what if they what if they think that I'm thinking the wrong thing? You know, what if they have a, an opinion on that? So often your headspace or or lifeline or whoever it might be, as a stranger can be a little easier to offload upon. Um, and you've you've potentially found that right person almost straight away that was able to find a connection and say the right things to you. You know, tell us about your mate. Yeah. You know, tell us about that that one thing that you that you really want to talk about. You know, and that that outpouring of grief that you had when you're running around Pretty Park, that that in itself is just a build up, isn't it? That that you've been struggling along on your own, and that's. It's well to a point where it's overflowed, yeah. and then good on you. Yeah, going to have a chat somebody straight away, rather than letting that you know pushing that down, and then and then you know motoring along a little bit, and then it's just welling underneath all the time because yeah. you've never really dealt with it. And it's yeah. just refreshing, isn't it, Burn? Like it's refreshing it to hear yeah. a kid. We have children similar age. Yep. You know, it's just refreshing to hear you go. I knew I wasn't right. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's like everything. You know, I'm not feeling well. Um, I'm going to the GP because my leg's been sore for a yeah, week exactly. and off we go. It's yeah. just so, so refreshing, Josh. And I've said this to a few people of late. It's something I've observed probably for the last two or three years. But where I work, we have a psychology um, clinic right next door to us. And, you know, obviously having a, a passion with mental wellness, the amount of times I've seen people sneak, sneak into that building yeah. and I just think, oh my God. Yeah. No, there's definitely still a, um, there's definitely still a, a real sort of, I don't know, there's an aura around the, yeah. the speaking of someone and there's a real sort of secret. I just feel like yelling out, it's yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> go just, in. Yeah, go <laughs> in. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think. It's just, so that, yeah. what I get out of that, that is so damn refreshing and, and nice to know that um, that that's, that's the way you tackled it. And I yeah. hope there's plenty of listeners out there that are in the same boat. And, and again, that's probably why you did get on top of things quite quickly. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I was also very extremely lucky that I had an amazing support network around me. Like I said, I was at... I was at college. I was surrounded by all my best mates and and yeah. um, had an amazing group of people around me. And so that makes me think that you know people out there who don't have that amazing support network around, and particularly sure. at that period of time in the lockdown, I was so fortunate and so lucky um, sure. to be able to be surrounded by people that yep. I wanted to be surrounded by at that time. So I'm and very I grateful guess for that. your dad too, you know, began those roots. Yeah, for exactly. You. And I, mum and dad um, were, were constantly on the phone to me and. Um, and they were, yeah, they were amazing. Um, mm. 
Yeah. I think you've, you've touched on a really good point there, mate. You, you had people around you that were positive, were good. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's, it's sometimes for your own better health or whatever you want to call it, you need to really surround yourself with people who are going to throw a positive attitude for you. Yeah, I think And so. not have, yeah. have that negative influence. Yeah. No, it was, I was very, very fortunate to be perfectly Speaking. honest. Yeah. But apparently you're um, also, you're shit at basketball, Nadia was telling me. Yeah. <laughs> just, well, I've got to say uh, that the intro made me sound a lot better than what I actually was, to be honest. I, uh, <laughs> I it's just the truth. They're, no, no. They're, they're facts. They're facts. But yeah, I was very lucky. I was on a couple of good teams and did all right in a couple of, couple of aspects, but- yeah, I was never going to be, I was never going to be a professional, but I loved it, and I really, really, I still do. I watch it a lot, and I'm still yeah, that's what into it's about. It. But yeah, isn't it? yeah, it was it was a big part of my life, and it was a big part of shaping me as who I am, I suppose. Yeah, too right. Yeah. Hey, um, Josh, if Bernie and I gave you a massive billboard yeah. and said, Josh, put something on here, not necessarily words, um, but. Yeah, words. Um, to the world, <laughs> what would your message be? Uh, oh, wow. Um, it's pretty broad, I know. It's a seriously broad one. I, I, I'm, I'm not very good on the, on the run. Um, yep. I mean, I know within your talk you've, you've given us some great tips and, 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 and tricks as we refer to them as, but is, is there something you'd love to just put out there for, even if it's not the world, if it's a demographic, yeah, if well, it's an area, if it's... I suppose when I did my... I, I, um, I did a speech uh, at school that I did at college last year as well, yep. um, a couple of years ago, that was based off a, an ABC documentary that called Man Up. Um, mm-hmm. by Gus Walland, I'm sure he's a yep. radio presenter and his best mate killed himself and so he did a documentary on men's mental health and it really reaffirmed for me. I went to bed that night and pretty much wrote the speech the next morning because I was just sort of so inspired but also horrified by the stats and the figures and watching this thing go on and how bad it actually was and and I, I wrote the speech and I was writing down, you know, I'm saying in my last paragraph, it's not weak to speak, blah, blah, blah. And I think I finished it with something like um, man up, speak up. Or something like that, or, or speak up, man up. So I suppose something along those lines mm. on the billboard, because I think it really, it's kind of that, it's it's sort of that that message of that it is actually more courageous and more manly to speak up. And that's where we need to, that's the point we need to get to. So something along those lines, I would ref, have to refine it a little love bit, it. But, but it would be along, along those lines, I think. Yep, love it. Yeah. No, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. Man up, speak up, or something along those lines would probably be what I'd write. Love it, Josh. Absolutely love it. Josh, before we get into our uh, last six questions for a little bit of light humour, thank you for reaching out first. Yep. Thank you for sharing your story from childhood right through to, to now. And... Well, thank you for doing what you're doing because it's no just, worries. it's mind-blowing. Someone your age and well above your years, it's thank awesome. You. I, think it's, I think it's inspirational, Nadia. I think that's what I find from it. I think that anybody who's prepared to put themselves forward, to proactively talk to other people, to instigate any sort of a program that allows other people to be better than what they are, mm. Is, is to be applauded. I think good on you, man. You're doing and an awesome Thanks job. very much. And I will just, um, again, I've already mentioned him, but it, it sh- Charlie should really be here with me, but uh, he just he obviously couldn't be. Uh, yeah. It wouldn't be too hard for him to get here. But um, 
just a, oh, he didn't huge, try. Is that huge, what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, he didn't. He didn't reach out. <laughs> uh, Nadia and I, have, Nadia, Nadia and I have known each other for years. So I thought, yeah. I, when I heard, I heard an episode, I thought I'd get in contact. But um, yeah, massive shout out to him because he he really yeah, is for sure. Yeah, he really is. Well done, Charlie. Doing a, doing a bloody good job, and he was all locked but maybe in. Maybe we can, uh, later on, we can catch up with each other, all three of us, or four of us, sorry. And, yeah. And, I'd be keen boat. to see where this all goes, yeah, because yeah, we'll from definitely. lockdown links, you've you've already made a huge leap. And yeah, yeah. So we're, we're starting. It's look, it's exciting. It's really exciting. And he, he has a massive part to play in that. So. Yeah. Just remember our small people, hey, Ben? Oh, no, absolutely Yeah, not. yeah, yeah. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Right, eh, Josh? I I haven't pre-warned you on any of these, no. but I know you've listened to every single one every of our episodes. Every single one. Haven't missed. Radio, whiskey or rum? I have to say whiskey, otherwise Dad won't speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> Text or call? Call. Giving or receiving? Oh, it's a hard one. I, th- I think giving. Yep. Facebook or Instagram? Uh, Instagram. Yep. High school life or adult life? Well, I, I've been. I, yeah, oh, I can't. I have to. I can't answer that in one word. Oh, it doesn't have to be one word. Well, I just think. <laughs> I, I think I'll go high school, but my because my adult life has been been quite blessed in the sense that yeah. I went to college and I haven't really experienced proper full blown adult, adult life. life. So <laughs> I, I'll go high school, but yeah, Righto. yeah. Uh, scrunch or fold? Scrunch, definitely. Yep. Good work. Good work. Another scruncher. Yeah, absolutely. Josh, again, hats off to you and Charlie. Yep, absolutely. Thanks heaps, mate. No worries. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Pleasure. Thank you very much. This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.